Welcome to Much More Much Year with Pup Duffy and Kara Lane, an Aunt Imagination production. We are here with writers and actors, Scott Ham and Kip Tribble, which, by the way, is the best name in the business. I'm sorry, Scott. <laughs> it has to be. Hey, you know. I can thank, I, my, thank my parents for that one. I can't compete with that. You, you know, I, I have trouble with Ham anyway, so I, I don't get too many points for that one. More teases. <laughs> Right. You get all the dad jokes. Like, are you such a ham? Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get For it. Sure. Yeah. Oh, you're an actor. Your name's ham. We get it. Stage name. Right. I'm like, nope, this one, this one came with it. So. Or are you related to John ham? Right. <laughs> yes. I got, uh, yes. That one came along quite a bit, quite a bit, actually. I, uh, um, I added my, I use, I go by Scott Ham on most things, but I added my mom's uh, maiden name recently too. So I can, I go by Scott Ham, I go by Scott Ham Duenia. So that helps out too. It helps out with the John Ham stuff. They know I'm, I'm different. <laughs> right. But we are here to talk about the film Rebroken. It comes out on all digital platforms, March 7th. Welcome guys, Sam, I'm going to let you take over. Thank you. Oh my, my goodness, guys. I love that so much. It's, it, the best movie I've seen in a while. It was oh, fantastic. Um, yes, that's what I love thank to you. hear. Thank, thank you, you so much. Yeah, yes. so so much fun. It it's one of the so I love reading mystery novels. I love watching mystery kind of whodunit stories, and I like to think that I'm pretty good at figuring things out. Um, like my wife banned me from watching um, Downton Abbey with her because <laughs> I like at the beginning of an episode I'd call what would happen and. and She's like, oh, no, it's not going to happen. And like in the last two minutes, it would happen. And so after a couple of that, she's like, you can't watch anymore. Um, <laughs> I didn't I, I did not figure this one out until the very end, um, like in the end right. with the big reveal. So I love that that there's just enough to keep keep us watching. Like as I'm taking notes, as I'm watching um, I got like, you know, oh, I think this is going to happen. I think this is happen at the very end. I say, oh, I get it. It makes so much sense. But I totally didn't see it coming. So, I, yeah, I, well done with that. Um, oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank we you. love it. You are yeah. you are the exact dream audience member, man. We, you <laughs> we love it because it's people. That's what I always say. I'm like, I like when people ask me about. It, I'm like, if you like misery, if you if you're the guy that likes to figure out what happens at the end, watch this one. Stay till the end and see if you can do it because yeah. uh, it's a it's a little bit of a mystery and a puzzle. You, yeah. You're also the the first guy I've ever heard whose wife has banned him from watching Downton Abbey. So, <laughs> yeah, I have to say it's I wasn't first. too disappointed about that. <laughs> um, so let's start with this. Like, where did the idea come from? What's the background of the story? Um, how did how did this idea come together? I I'll start this. This is and I'll hand it off to Kit because that's exactly kind of the way that it started. Um, I like to uh, I like to sit down and, and write out little stories and short stories or ideas that I think could possibly make a good film, especially in our, our little indie world that uh, me and Kip love to produce together and work on together. And um, yeah, I had just recently had my first daughter and uh, just started thinking about the world differently. And if I ever didn't have my daughter and how much I love my daughter and, and the highs and lows of, of parenthood. And I just started writing out this story. And uh, uh, I write out a lot of them and I never come back to them. And this one, I just kept coming back to and coming back to and going, I like this. I like this. I like where this could go. I like where this is going. I got it to about 30, 40 pages, which is really in like filmmaking terms, you know, a half hour show or 30 minute, you know, a, a episode of Twilight Zone. And uh, 
that's what I likened it to. And I really liked it. And then I said, now I got to bring in the big guns. I got to call my writer friends and my go-to guy, Kip Tribble with the great name. And I said, Kip, check out this short story. I think there's something here. I think you, uh, if you really like it, what do you think about trying to turn this into a screenplay, man? Take it and run with it and see what you think. And so I handed it off to Kip and then Kip, you can take it from here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and um, I, 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 the, the core of the story was there, you know, uh, of this father going through um, this extreme grief of losing his his daughter and and just kind of a, a Groundhog Day sort of situation, just reliving that pain every day and then drinking himself into a coma every night. Um, so I just kind of stepped outside of that world and expanded it a bit, added the the grief counseling aspect and added those characters. And, uh, you know, same as you, Sam, I'm, I'm a huge uh mystery fan um that those are that's my favorite genre and so um i took that approach to um or, i mean to, to, to grief really you know to, to uh to handle this difficult subject matter and took a you know the, the supernatural spin to it but the the mystery thriller element um that's the road uh that we decided to go down and so um you know, when I took Scott Scott's story, you know, I just again took kind of stepped away from Will's specific world, you know, that that center world a bit and expanded it. And um, yeah, you know, we we didn't have a lot of time to turn the script around. Kicked a, kicked a couple drafts over to Scott and um, our director Kenny Yates and uh, took some notes and and uh, what what you see is what you have. You know, they're, they're you know what we what we came up with. Yes. Yeah, I. Again, absolutely loved it. I think, I think that was what you put together. There was just absolutely fantastic. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely, um, Scott. I'm curious. Um, I, I love tattoo stories, and mm -hmm. you're, I don't know if the the ink that your character has in the film is specifically for the character, or if those are yours. And I would be curious. Either way, I would be curious to hear the stories or the the idea behind that. It, re it really, they're just, they're mine uh, okay. they weren't for the film, anything like that. Um, and yeah, a lot of the time, you know, a lot of the times when I'm working as just an actor, not don't have any creative control. Half the time sometimes is covering them all up <laughs> or wearing things to cover them. And in this, you know, we are like, no, these are great. And they happen to be the two really prevalent ones on my shoulders or one for each of my kids and uh, another one on the side for my uh, grandparents who passed away. So it kind of does tie into everything. So it just kind of worked that way. But then I, I was also worried a little bit once in a while about, I hope no one can like read the kids' names because they don't really match up to anything that we got going on in here. But yeah, they're, they're uh, real tattoos and they all are, have a real specific meaning and they all do kind of... <laughs> Uh, have to do with some of the same storylines, some grief with the passing of, of different family members and then the happiness and joy and how tight I am with my with my kids mm -hmm. on my shoulders, too. So I'm actually getting ready to do another one. It's another tie in with my kids. So, uh, yeah, but they're mine. Awesome. Very cool. Um, yeah, I, I thought they did a great job. Like, A, I love that you're able to continue to maintain, like to not have to cover them up. Uh, for this role right. and I like 
I teach and so I have to cover my tattoos up and I know that's mm-hmm. just a real pain in the ass. Um, so, so I'm glad that, that you're able to, to not have to worry about that with this, uh, with this particular role. Um, and also love that, that it's such a personal thing and that it's able to tie into the film uh, as well. I think that's really cool. All hundred percent. And yeah, you, you're right. It's, it's gotten better over the years. Um, cause so many people have them now it's mm-hmm. way, they've got the stuff. It's easier to cover They're They're much more likely to go ahead and just say, Oh, it doesn't matter. You know, everyone's got a tattoo now, but when I first started getting, when I first started out, I was really concerned about, you know, cause a lot of times I was auditioning for the nice guy or like the quarterback or like, and so I kind of had them play strategically placed where you couldn't see him if I had a short sleeve shirt on and stuff, but um, now they're starting to pop out around in little places, so I gotta be, but I don't think I have to be as careful anymore. But yeah, I, I agree with you on everything you said. Cool. Um, I, through the writing process, this is more for you, Kip, but but both of you chime in. Like, how intentional were you about dropping clues as to what was actually going on? Like, I went back, made a couple of notes about, oh, yes, yeah, like the, the idea of ending the cycle, um, kind of gave some hints along the way, but but. How intentional were you about writing those uh, as you were writing versus going back and sort of afterwards, oh, we ought to, ought to do a little bit more to, to clue the audience in? Um, very, very intentional. Um, you, you know, and it, it's interesting because the, the script, what you see on screen, the script was not written in that order. Um, you know, there, but we knew that going in, that this was, this was a puzzle that was going to be written a certain way and edited a different way. Um, and you know it's one of those things where you have to kind of see the footage that you have and see how the story is flowing to make sure the puzzle pieces fall at the right time um you know uh, there there is a lot of subtext um throughout the film um a lot of stuff in the grief counseling um i'm trying to be very careful in what i say because some of it would reveal the ending um so there there is a lot that reflects things that happen in the end um you know and there's there's these little uh, little hints along the way throughout but yes uh intention throughout um you know every scene was was carefully thought out that way and um that's my favorite you know to be able to drop those those hints that don't seem like anything until you get to the end and actually then sometimes when you think about it later then you start to realize you know th- those are my favorite kind of films to to watch and to write this will definitely be one that I go back and watch again. Um, I just saw it last night and I cannot wait to go back and probably watch it again this weekend with my wife. Um, awesome. so, Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, you mentioned a lot of additional subtext. I'm curious to know um, the passage the Bible verses that are on the records. Um, why those particular verses? What's the idea there? Um, the, so I was, I was raised in a very religious atmosphere, so I'm very familiar with the Bible. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, that, that starts to pop up a lot. Um, I unintentionally, it just, it just starts to pop up in a lot of my writing just because it, you know, it was so, it's such a big part of my childhood. Um, those verses in particular, um, pertain to, um, you know, we talk about the blind man and open your eyes to something that is there. You, you, you open your eyes and now you can see the truth. So it's hinting that there's something more to this than you are seeing. Open your eyes, you will see it. Um, there's a uh, you know a reference to Lazarus who was raised from the dead. You know, is this possibly going to bring his daughter back to life? You know, so so those um, those verses you know directly pertain to the mystery 
and you know also giving will hope at the same time like like i'm seeing now you know will, will thinks he is seeing what the truth is and that he can bring his daughter back can he bring his daughter back we're not sure you know so um that that's what those are Th those were purposely to to drive the story forward i love that i it was fun to see those kind of come in and and like i paused the movie and went and looked up what those verses were and um, oh, like I was, I'm familiar with the stories, but not necessarily with the references. And yeah. so to, to look at those particular verses and and spend a couple minutes chewing on why, you know, the, what's said on the record doesn't necessarily correspond with the verse itself, but but kind of try to put those pieces together. So I love that like yeah. extra layer of subtext that you have going on there with that. I think very yeah. cool. Yeah. Awesome. Um, sure. Yeah. That that my character in the film has you know uh, makes a comment about. You know, how do you know all this? You memorize that, and Will asks my character that, and it's like Sunday school, lots yeah. of it, which which is which is true. That's how I knew all that. Lots of Sunday school growing up. Yeah, and adding those in was all kit because I'm a heathen, and <laughs> he's the, I, the, I don't know the verses, but I thought they just brought so much to it. I would say I'm a priester. I'll go to a church on Christmas and Easter. And so, yeah, that's more than and, uh, I've done in 20 years, but yeah, you know. so he's, but he definitely knows that stuff. I think that's yeah. growing up in the South field. And right, uh, right. I thought that I really like that because like the clues and stuff that you were talking about when you said he's, this is why Kip's a better writer than I'm, I am. It's my stuff. You know, I write it and like hits you over the head. It's like they're at the beach. So sand falls out of the ceiling, you know, he's more subtle and, and, and tricky and clever. And, uh, and then adding the Bible stuff, I thought not being a religious guy, but uh, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. With, um, and I'm not even sure exactly how to ask it, but the, I, I found the kind of the loopiness of it, that it kind of builds back on itself um, to be really interesting and intriguing. Um, and wondered if, so, so I, maybe I just missed it, but I thought that the costume or the, the clothes that Will wears is the same every day. Mm -hmm. And is that intended to have a, a Groundhog Day effect that he's living the same day over again? Or, because it seems like the, like the days come back on each other and it's the same day over again, but he also seems like he remembers what's happened the previous iteration of that day. Right, You're, you, are, you are good. And to answer that super specifically, I would screw up the ending, but you are good. It's true. It is really supposed to be the same day type of thing or what, what is in his head as he's sharing what's in his head with you, you know, that it is. And that's good. You picked up on it. You're the first person to ask that about uh, that. There is really no wardrobe changes in it. And it is. And yeah, there is, there was a reason for it. And there was a lot of discussion about it. And, uh, um, you know, there, there does end up being a wardrobe change in it, but again, you can't talk about it. And yeah. it's, uh, <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it, it, there, there's it's wardrobe variations. Yeah, wardrobe yes. variations on there the was, characters. Yeah, but for the most part, you're exactly right. It was the same thing, and it, and it is that loopy yeah. feeling you said, and and it is that kind of tie into the title a little bit, like a broken record. Things playing it again, and it's playing it again. It's coming around again. And so, uh, yeah, that that was kind of, that was intentional, and and um, we hope people uh, get it at the end. Yeah, um, and speaking of the record. I was curious to know the music that Will listens to there at the very beginning. Um, you know, like the first time we see him come home and eat his dinner and turn the record on as he's sitting there listening. What was that song? And 
what intent because at this point i assume that that was intentional as well so what was the intention of it or the idea behind picking that particular piece of those, yeah, uh, those were uh, uh bose songs in there mm -hmm. uh, scott um yeah. uh honestly um we gave uh our, our director kenny uh we we gave him kind of um a choice of a bunch of songs that uh we you know we had secured the rights to and uh scott has a friend who has provided some music for us in the past in some of our films and uh we we just we like the we kind of like the vibe and the 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 mood that his music sets um and thought it would be good for this and so we gave kenny a few choices to choose from and kenny picked those specifically um the, the as far as intentional as far as the lyrics and what the song is saying um there wasn't much discussion on our end about that there might be something there from if we if we talked to kenny about it but there wasn't much discussion on our part yeah, it, the, the one of them that he used was cracking bottles, which and he used one other one, yeah, yeah, and you know drinking and throwing the and the bottles mm -hmm. in the trash and things like that. So there is a little, I'm sure there's a little bit of the tie in there, but that again, you're right. His mood, the way he sings, and the way he yeah. does, does that acoustically with his guitar, just kind of it just kind of fit. It's something that Will would listen to while right. he's going through these, you know, these emotions every night. Exactly. Sure. sure. Yeah. Well, I I thought it was a nice. A, I love that it was the record, that kind of that that old throwback yeah. vinyl kind of feel to it that gives a little bit grittier sense yeah. to the story. Um, it just, my gosh, you guys, it it was just a fantastic film. Um, Thanks so much. No? Yeah, yeah. Appreciate uh, it. Like, it. Like I said at the top, like, best film I've seen in a while. Um, Thanks. Really, 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 really loved it. Um, you don't know really... how we worked so hard on it. So just to hear... You say yeah. that really, really no BS. It feels really good. Yeah. 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 I'm, absolutely. And I would, cannot wait for, for March 7th when I can start to tell my friends, you know, hey, go watch this. It's it's really worth your time. Awesome. Appreciate um, it. Absolutely. So, so what's next for you guys? Um, um, we've uh, just wrapped a film called Christmas Gamble, Xmas Gamble, um, that we shot back in December um and that is one that uh scott's a lead on uh, written by friend of ours uh jerry tukovich and uh kenny directs that one as well um and i produced on that one and uh then i've got another film called uh place of bones a western that i that i did uh just wrapped on that recently um and can't can't say too much about it but uh some really great people involved in that one okay excellent well yeah when those are when those are ready to come out, please let us know. We'd be glad to, to talk to you sure. about them. We'd love it. Yeah, yeah. Like holiday holiday season for Christmas gamble. It'll definitely be the yeah. holiday time, and uh, okay. it's a it's a it's a good film. And we were we were lucky enough to get uh, Michael Madsen and uh, Tom Arnold both to be in it as well. Yeah. So yeah. super excited. Awesome. It was great great to work with them. Yep, very cool. What about you, Scott? Same thing. I mean that that's been the most recent thing I've got. Uh, I was hoping to have good news today. I'm on I'm on a veil, which is actor actor lingo for I think I'm starting a new TV gig here next week. So uh, cross your fingers on that. Nothing's official, but it's a it's a cool little show for Hulu. So hopefully that comes through. Okay. And uh, we're uh, working uh, with with Jerry, who wrote Christmas Gamble. Um, we're trying to get a project for this summer going. It's um, it's like a true crime uh, podcast. There's true crime turns into a turns into a thriller slash horror type of thing that we're trying to get going off the ground that's looking pretty good too so 
got a car, got one finished one in the pipeline and then trying to pick off some uh, TV jobs on as I go yeah. to you know, always pay that rent. Sure. Absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I'm sorry. I was, I was at the front window being a nosy little besom because the police were at the neighbor's house over there. So, oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> you have at the front window if it's not your, you know, it's not your drama. Hey, but, hey I mean, you are in Florida, so who knows what's going to oh happen. Down there. Truer words have never been spoken. <laughs> But uh, I'm sorry, did Sam ask where you can be found on social media? Can people follow you guys? Oh, yeah. Yet. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, I'm I'm on uh, Twitter. Just my name, Kip Tribble. It's two P's and two B's. And then uh, Instagram, uh, Kip Diddy is, yeah, my, is my handle there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and I'm really just an Instagram and Facebook guy myself. So on Instagram, it's uh, you can just put my name in Scott Ham Eight uh, there, and same same thing with Facebook. And I'm uh, pretty interactive. And anybody wants to give me a follow, come on in, man. We'll we'll have some fun. Awesome. Well, you guys, thank you so much, Sam. You're an excellent interviewer. I want you to know that. Thank yes, you. and he has love those, tremendous love those taste in movies. He's got yes. fantastic taste in movies too. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. Good. <laughs> It, it's easy to like him when you guys make good ones. Thank you. <laughs> love this guy. <laughs> you make loving you easy or something like that. It's easy loving you. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you guys very much for the time. It's a pleasure Appreciate talking it. to you. Great to, to get to meet you and, and wish you the best of luck with this. It comes out again, March 7th. Yes. Um, yep. Yeah. And then uh, best of luck on your upcoming films. And thank you. Thank you so much for well. having us. Thanks for helping us get the word out. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank Have you. a good one. Take care. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye, Bye Sam. See you, pup.